Well, blessings to you today, everybody. Pastor Tim Karskatton, Christian Center Shreveport, Daily Podcast. We continue our urgent warning to prepare our hearts, but also participate in fighting the plans of the enemy for the coming persecution, for the coming possible holocaust, not only of Jewish people, but of all mankind who believe in the ways of the Lord. All right, let's listen in. Well, blessings. I pray you're having a good day today. Welcome. It is Wednesday. It is the 15th day of November 2023. We're given our urgent warning. Felt to take a week here and just kind of share history, but also the warning, the prophetic warnings we're receiving that it could all happen again. We've seen types of it in Europe. We're seeing types of it in America. We're seeing types of it in other countries with these massive protests disrespect for law and order, disrespect for uh, justice, Judeo-Christian values, on and on it goes. And today I want to talk about, because we're, we're speaking to how do people capitulate? How does the human race literally be like sheep that walk to a slaughter? Why don't they rise up? And we're going to talk about the big lie. And Jesus said that, you know, Satan is a liar, obviously. He's a father of lies. So anybody who functions in that, in other words, to deceive people, to push them into whatever, captivity or imprisonment or suffering through lies, is a child of Satan. So when you look at what's going on in Israel and other places, and they lie to these people, they lie and say these things about them, and, uh, that what they tell the Palestinian children, and et cetera, as they're being trained in school, that the Jews want to kill you all, want to do whatever, then, then what happens, the lie becomes a reality, but their, their father, Satan, is the one that's telling them to do this. So let's go back to the German war again, and let's see how the Nazis used lies to be a part of 11 million people willingly going to their death. I think that's something that we need to understand. And you got to remember when, when Hitler took over because of World War I sanctions, which was not good, they were suffering. And this guy rose to power because he was able to convince them that there would be better times and that he could industrialize the nations and, you know, raise up a people that would be able to proceed and come out of this mire that they were in. He did this through print as well as in the, on radio. He used every medium of, 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 uh, you know, that he could find to get the word across. And that's what we're seeing now. All the platforms, all the media. So uh, he was a man of the common people, if you want to say that. He would touch everybody there. And uh, this was a guy that was just a corporal in the army, but his speeches were passionate. 
how he was going to change everything. He, he, he vowed that everything was going to get better if you just listened to him and listened to the Nazi party. And according to what he actually said, his speeches would change depending on what audience he was talking to. And he, he molded them around whatever it takes to move those people. Does that sound familiar? Doesn't that sound like what we see in political arenas today? An example would be if he went to, you know, an agricultural area, he pledged tax cuts for farmers that would protect their food prices. And then if he would go to a neighborhood, he'd talk about redistribution of wealth. And he, he would go come against businesses that were making too much money. And, uh, you know, whatever. Uh, if he came before you know, whatever businesses and so forth, he would promise to destroy communism and reduce the power of trade unions. Etc. He was always playing to his audience. Um, everybody in his inner circle, though, uh, recognized what was going on. And he would say things like this. He'd say to his inner circle that men do not think. He's talking about the, the general population. And that, that is what reminds me of what Hillary Clinton says. She said the same thing. We have to think for them. They don't know how to think. Same same verbiage this is what we see with our school systems, at least in America. Uh, each nation is different. They tell the parents don't know any better. We have to think for them. And so you start with this lie, and the next thing you know, you can lead the sheep to the slaughter. You can do that. Uh, he, made it, he made a statement that Hitler did that make the lie big, make it simple, keep saying it, and eventually the people will believe it. You watch this when you listen to liberals and communist socialist people in our nation, especially when the, the verbiage that they have, the narratives they have, they get straight from CNN or MSNBC, these liberal media outlets. I mean, they don't even know. I watched a video the other day of a girl uh, protesting a pro-Hamas rally, and they asked her, so what do you think about what Hamas did to the Jewish people? And she admitted she was not aware that anything had happened. But there she was wearing Palestinian garb, you know, protesting. You understand? This is, this is what happens. This is hard to believe, but it, but it does happen. Eventually they'll believe it because she, this, that girl would be an example. She listened to the liberal media and therefore she became a, a, a mouthpiece, an echo piece of that. Now, in his book, Mein Kampf, the autobiography he wrote, he said, the great masses of people will more easily fall for victim to a big lie than a small one. And this is what, you know, he passed around to all the German people. This book became, you know, very popular and they believed him anyway. You know, the masses believed him. You got to understand this. <clears throat> um, of the almost 80 million Germans, only... Uh, a few of them, fewer than 10%, were actually uh, supporting Hitler. So it was a small percentage. And this is what we see in America. We see in other places too, the, the alphabet groups and the, these radical uh, left-side people. They, they have this influence, but yet they don't have the numbers. They're very successful with that. And the main thing that he did was offer change. Remember President Obama, he campaigned on change. That was his campaign. And the people believed it. They didn't recognize they were losing rights and they were losing their money. They were losing everything. They were losing their freedoms. They were losing 
what uh, our forefathers died for, uh, our our founding fathers gave their life for. That's what they didn't realize. They were, there was change, but it wasn't good change. Uh, and at the height of his power, uh, the Nazis really in the height, I think it was like at the end of the war, only eight and a half million members. So that means that 90% of Germans, which is everybody in every walk of life, did what? What did they do? They did nothing. They stood and they watched. And that's the scary part. Mothers and fathers held their voices. And they allowed their children to go to Nazi camps and be indoctrinated. Isn't that what we do sometimes with our public school systems? I'm telling you, I tell parents all the time, be careful. Do not let your kids go to a public school unless they're a leader, unless they know how to critically think and not swallow everything that's being said by the, the education system, the teachers, the principals, whoever. And we have to be wise enough to understand this. Uh, and so the, the masses, the people, these were educated people. You, you got to understand this. Uh, while, while, while the Nazis were ready to take their children, and by the time they woke up and recognized what was going on, it was too late. It was over. And they had been taken in. And this is where we don't want to be today. We are shouting, like we did the five foolish virgins and the wise virgins. We are shouting, waking people up. Unfortunately, it just becomes too convenient, too comfortable. Well, I don't have time to work with my kids. I don't have time to do this. I just, I'll trust that they're smart enough. I remember we were talking to a young lady about going and watching one of these Disney movies where they had all these perverted scenes, and they go, oh, well, I don't think my kids saw that. You know, things like that, just pushing it away. Well, you're indoctrinating, and that's what was happening in Nazi Germany. Uh, we got to also remember that it wasn't just the Jews who were persecuted. Let, let, let's put this in context. And this is the real warning that I, I see now. We, we see the anti-Semitism. We see all this. But guess what? Anybody who agrees with their belief system, Judeo-Christian value system, you're going to be marked as well. And this is why we have to stand up and fight. Be wise as a serpent, as gentle as a dove in this hour. And of the 11 million, 5 million were not Jewish. In Dachau, which was in Germany, one of the largest and most infamous of, of all the concentration camps, only a third of the population was Jewish. That means two-thirds was not. We heard about, remember in the war, they would wear these yellow triangles or the, the Jewish symbol, um, the Star of David, for identification, you understand these colors, there were other colors too. There were brown triangles for gypsies, those of Roman descent. There were purple triangles worn by Jehovah Witnesses and Catholic priests and Christian leaders who ran afoul with the government. There was black triangles marked only as a vagrant, worn by a person who didn't have documentation or proof of where they lived. And the blue triangles were forced on those who moved to Germany from other countries unless they were Jewish, in which they then had to wear a yellow one. Do you understand they were marking the people? Do you know that we're being marked today? Do you not know there are databases that are being built, putting you in categories of who you are and what you believe? That's why we have these social scores. They want to tie economics to social scores. That's why they want the digital dollars so that they can mark you, that you're not a good citizen, you don't comply, so that we have to fight. Look, this is the spirit of Antichrist. 
This is the spirit wants to take over the world, and we are responsible to fight the good fight. There was also red triangles. They were worn by a large and diverse group. You wore red if you were a member of a trade union. You were a Democrat, a Freemason, or a number of different categories, and labeled as political nonconformist. You know, one of the things that came out during COVID with the mask that AI was learning with mask on how to identify people through their eyes and not their full face recognition. And now that's starting to happen. You're seeing uh, through, you can watch it through forensics and, and police and so forth, that they identify people through just the eyes. So this is where the enemy was planning something in behind the stages, behind the scenes, I should say. Also, then you had pink badges, which identified homosexuals through anybody that, that would say they were. Uh, it didn't mean you really were, but you would wear that. So you could accuse. So a Nazi, if he didn't like you, he could just accuse you of that. We would see that during the Roman times. A priest would do that. If he, he raped a woman, he would tell her, oh, she's a witch. You know, you'd just tar- target him and then get away with their crime. Then you had green badges were given to common thieves and murderers. And since they were, you know, these were not uh, political people, they would be often put in charge of, of, of other prisoners. Okay, these are common thieves and murderers would actually be the ones who were like overseers in the, in the camps. That's a scary thought. And then you had purple badges, red and pink and brown, blue and black, all worn by mothers and fathers and children who were not really called to the camps, but the badges were worn, which meant their, their future was determined. Um, you know, we, we focus on the yellow one, but we don't remember all this happened. And let's get to a place where we are making sure that that doesn't happen now. Okay, I know that's quite alarming, all that information, but as we watch these institutionals, this overreach that's going on, we're not far from that. Do you hear it? Do you see it now? I'm laying a foundation here that we will not be deceived and we will know the hour we're living in, not being ignorant to the schemes of the devil. So what do we do? We don't walk in fear. We walk in faith. We know that God can protect us. We know God can ensure that our safety is there. He will and he can if we cry out for it. But we also are watchers for others. We intercede in the gap. We pray for our nations. We pray for godly leaders to rise up and to turn the tide and to push back this, this plan of the Antichrist, which is to control the world and bring the man of peace, the Antichrist spirit, into the earth. This is our responsibility. That's what we're called to do on our watch. What a great privilege we have. And every victory we have, we save lives. But ultimately, we want to save lives for the purpose of the kingdom, that they would come to salvation and know our Lord Jesus Christ. That is our prayer. We pray for this great awakening, this great outpouring that's coming, and that we would be a part of it, that we'd be the evangelists and disciplers, the ones who would share the good news and draw all men to Christ. Lift him up today, everywhere you are, that this will happen so that if anything tragic would happen to anybody, that they have the assurance that they live forever with Christ. In the name of Yeshua, amen, amen. God bless you. Come back tomorrow. Well, thanks again for listening each and every day here on our daily podcast. We love you, each and every one of you. Thanks you. Thank you for sewing into us. You can always do that on our app. 
Christian Center Shreveport, or our website. We are blessed, and we want to bless you in the midst of it. We have so much going on right now. Stay tuned to all our platforms as we declare what God is saying in this hour. May God bless you, and have a great day. Come back and join us tomorrow. Bye-bye.